0: Thank you savannah thank you for being here tonight let's all stand together as our choir comes.
1: warm and uh, we got good news yesterday and zyrus came and they buried our fiber optic to our house and so maybe i will be able to get the squirrel out of the hamster cage on my internet to get that thing going quicker but they had one problem they cut my power line twice going to my house when they were digging the fiber optic and uh, so 2:45 this morning, I got power back. You don't realize how much you need power till you don't have power. And uh, Josiah said, "What are we gonna do? We are gonna sleep outside?" And I said, "We need sleeping outside." So we went up, and uh, I wasn't even gonna watch the ball game last night because my blood pressure struggles. And uh, I felt like I knew what the result was going to be, and it did turn out that way. And I, I'm not preaching in the flesh tonight, Brother Jason. I still love all of y'all. And at this moment, if I think about it much more, I might change my message. But uh, I said, I didn't want to watch it. Well, of course, my heathen little son, he's praising the Lord. Thank you for letting our power go out, because now I know Papa going to have the game on. So guess what I had to watch? The game. And uh, so I, I appreciate that. I said, it was such a blessing. And of course, afterwards, he's dancing in front of me, Carson, and shaking and, 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 and rubbing at my face. And I said, man, I... I'm thankful that your mom loves you or you'd be out of the house is all I know to tell you, but no, I'm just kidding. Exodus chapter 33, we were here last Wednesday night and until about, uh, what God knew, until about 9.30 this morning, we're going to be here again this morning, but we called an audible. And our man of God was in his place, and what a blessing that was. But I, I didn't get finished with this last Wednesday night. And you say, well, last Wednesday night didn't help me. Well, maybe tonight I'll help you. The second part may be better than the first part. And if it's not, then we'll go right through there. do pray for Brother Evan. Brother Evan will be preaching here Wednesday night, and we'll be having our youth and teen classes like normal. And uh, so I'll be preaching under the teenagers. Brother Evan will be here in the main service. You pray for him, and uh, that, that God will help him. So we need much prayer for that. And if any of that changes, we'll give you an announcement. I'm getting pretty good at all calls. I got the number right down, down pat. And so... So uh, I always don't like hearing myself on the phone, um, but it, I guess it is what it is right now. I don't have anybody else's. I, I should get Morgan Freeman or somebody like that to do audible voices and say, this is coming from you from the banks of a tropical island. So I don't know, but that's the best I got. So I'll try to sound happy on the phone, but if I don't, Again, give me mercy. Exodus thirty-three. Uh, I'll get you kept up to speed. I'm not going to preach the message. I preach Wednesday night. Although I get excited about the special places in my life, and seems like kind of just went right along with Brother Michael. What's been happening this week in Brother Brian's life? And man, there's been some places that, that God's given His family over these past few weeks that they'll need for years and years to come. And uh, special places here for our church, the carpets, everything we've talked about for the past week has been such a blessing. But in Exodus 33, Moses has already received the Ten Commandments twice. Once because he was supposed to, the second time because of his anger there to Aaron and the course of the building of the golden calf and all that that took place. And we're not going to develop that tonight. But he comes to chapter 33 and the Bible in verse number seven, the Bible says that Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it with pitched it without the camp of afar off, in the of the camp from the camp, excuse me, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. So Moses has erected the tabernacle here, brother James, and you'll begin to focus in these next few verses that he goes in. And when he goes in, everybody comes out of their tent. And I'm paraphrasing tonight, and I encourage you to read back through verse number twenty-one at your time and your leisure tonight. But Brother Petey, he comes out and the the, the people see the, the Lord descend, that cloudy pillar at the door of the tabernacle, and they know that God is speaking. The Bible says face-to-face as a man speaketh to a friend, and God's meeting with Moses. And they said they worshiped. And I could preach all night on, hey, who's waiting on you to worship? And they depended on Moses to get a hold of God, and they could not enter that tabernacle. It was not their place. But all of those people all over those hillsides, they watched their man of God go in and do battle for them and and beseech the Lord and get their things from the Lord. And that's exactly what Brother Brian does for us. There may not be a literal uh, cloudy pillar that descends, but I promise you there was a presence here this morning with him that was designed from God to help us and I said Brandon how how does that happen? I can't explain how that happens and I know what it's like to preach with God and I've been some times I've foolishly tried to preach without God and I promise you the cloudy pillar preaching is a whole lot easier than the no cloud preaching brother Harold and you'll know what I mean if you've ever stood and taught we need the Lord. That's what happened here in chapter number 33. Man, God met with Moses. Moses begins to make a statement. I said Wednesday night there was two characters, two main characters in this passage we have Moses and we have the Lord it comes down to verse number uh, 12 the Bible says and Moses said unto the Lord see thou saith unto me bring up this people and thou hast not let me know from whence or uh, wilt thou send me send uh, send with me excuse me yet thou hast said I know thee by name and thou hast also found grace in my sight so Moses is beseeching and he is talking just as I said as a friend man to man face to face with the Lord he says in verse 13 now therefore I pray thee if I have found grace in thy sight show me thy way that I may know thee and that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people so Moses is begging and beseeching Lord please show me I heard what you said but please show me that I can trust you, show me that, that i for sure that this is going to work out. And the Bible says in verse number 14, and he said, this is speaking here of the Lord, speaking to Moses, and he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Verse number fifteen ought to be a challenging thing for us launching into this tonight. Moses said, and he said unto him, "If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence." You say, brother Brandon, what does that mean? And he's being. Moses said, "Lord, if you're not going, I'm not going. If I'm not, if I don't have your authority, if I don't have your power, if I don't have your blessing, Lord, please don't let me leave this place without you." And what a prayer that ought to be in our life every single day. And uh, we need to have that. So that gets us down to the. T- and again, Moses is kind of on edge here. and the Brian preached about being worried or being wearied. You say, "Well, I've never been worried." Well, you've never led a multitude across the wilderness either, or walked across the middle of the red sea hoping nobody pulled the plug. So Moses had some reasons to be anxious. He had some reasons to be nervous. When we get to verse twenty-one, God gives him a verse, and I'm thankful for verses in the Bible, like Philippians, and I like John three sixteen, and other verses in our Bible, like for me Jude one twenty-two. And the Bible says, "Some have compassion, making a difference," and that's my life verse. God gives us verses but in verse number 21 I believe with all my heart if Moses had signed my Bible you say well Brandon he may have picked a lot of different verses and he may have there's been burning bush experiences there's been red sea experiences there's been 10 commandments but if I were to think Moses were to sign my Bible tonight I believe with all my heart he could pin under his name Exodus 33 in verse 21 you say brother the Brandon why is that the Bible says in verse 21 and the Lord said behold there is a place by me that thou shalt stand upon a rock. And you say, Brother well, Brandon, that doesn't mean a lot to me, but you don't realize how much Moses needed this place in his life. There have been times in my life to where we have different paths, we have different things, and there's, there's places in my life that may not be your place, there's places in your life that may not be my place, but as I said Wednesday night, and this is the last thing I'll say as far as an introduction and catching us up to where we are, the sooner you realize that you cannot live without places in your life, the better off you're going to be. There's got to be some places where God proves to you. Again, I go back to the book of Job. Job makes that statement, I have heard of thee by the hearing of mine ear, but now mine I have seen thee. Job knew what it was to hear about God providing and what it was for God to say, listen, there'll be grace in the time of death. There'll be grace in the time of a hospital. There'll be grace in the time of a, a need or a broken heart or, or, or a discouragement or whatever it is. But Job saw firsthand Brother James what God meant when God said, I shall supply all of your needs according to my will. And I'm thankful God has showed me that in my life, and you hadn't went through a lot of terrible things. And I'm thankful that I may not have in comparison to some. But I'm thankful in the 35 years of my life, there's been some places, camps, and and youth meetings, and different things. And even at this altar, and even here this morning, where I sit there and listen to my man of God. God bless him through his heart, and I've seen him get what he needed as a preacher this morning. And I'm telling you, we need some places. So Wednesday night I said that the Lord does his part. Just as Moses was the second character in this scripture, the Lord also done his part. We see that the Lord promises us that we'll have a, a necessary place, a special place. And I give you all these the other night, and I'm not stopping, but that special place, you ought to go back and look at the characters in the Bible and look back where God blessed Job and Rahab and David and Daniel and the three Hebrew boys and Paul and Silas and Jonah and Elijah and Jairus and all the times that God met their needs in the scriptures and God God will do the same for you. It's a secret place that God gives us. It's a sustaining place, a, a proven place, a providing place there of the brook and the barrel in Elijah's life. You say, said, Brother Brandon, that's wonderful. So we left out of here on Wednesday night, kind of on cloud nine, or at least I was. And hopefully you liked it a little bit. But regardless of the fact, that's what I preached. But we left out of here thinking, thank God for the places that you've given me in my life. Can I tell you, I've never been to a place, Brother Petey, where I met God that I left dissatisfied or discouraged. Can I tell you, I will let you down our pastor will let you down our deacons will let you down everybody in this church without knowing or even meaning to will make mistakes and let you down but there'll never be a time to where you get in a place you get in the cleft of the rock with the lord that god ever lets you down and i'm thankful for that and we could preach that message again and go home and say man it's been good to be at god's house but can i tell you just as moses was the second character in this scripture this places these places that god's promises also has two characters we have the lord But tonight we also have us. You say, Brother Brandon, what do you mean? Well, the God of heaven does give us a secret place. And he gives us a place that we can go and have refuge and hide and and a sustaining and a proven and a privileged place. And I could preach on many more tonight that's in my notes we hadn't even covered about what God does. But what about Brother Brandon? You realize just as much as God has committed to me places that I've got places I've got to commit to God in my life. This is not a one-sided relationship. Just as my marriage to Miss Christie can't be 100%, Brother Brandon putting an effort, and Miss Christie giving zero, or vice versa, she giving 100%, and then I'm giving nothing. Just as God commits things to us, we are to commit to Him, not because we owe Him, or not because we, we, we have to by obligation, but because we want to, because it is our part to commit to Him. Why in the world would I give someone my life that's given me a necessary place, a secret place by the heaven, a, a sustaining place, a proven place, or a providing place? The better question is, why would I not give him areas in my life to say, Lord, I'm thankful if you'll commit to me, I'll commit to you. That's how a contract is made. If you do what you say you'll do, we'll do what we say that we'll do. Tonight I've got a mortgage, unless somebody wants to pay it off tonight. And by the way, that you're welcome to do that. But right now I have a mortgage, and when I sign that mortgage, and I don't know what the... brother brother. Uh, George, the pages that thick was before, but the very end page was the depressing page. And that said, for the rest of my life, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. And maybe one day she said, but Brandon, do you have a house? No, the bank has a house, but one day I may have a house. But the commitment was this. The bank told me as long as I make that payment, they will not come take the house. Everybody understand how that works? We talked about biblical finances this morning in class, and that's something you need to get down. If you sign a contract and I don't do my part, they're not going to do their part. I'm not going to find a day that I go and I pay and I pay and I pay and I pay and all of a sudden the bank grows up one day and says, hey, I've got this family that's willing to pay about a dollar more a month for your house. So y'all, even though you've made all your payments, would you please move out so they can move in? There is a contract that stops that from happening, and there's a contract that makes sure that I pay them and is a mutual agreement. I pay them, therefore, as long as I've got power, I get to sleep at my house tonight, and I'm praying that so that that, that takes place. But a contract has two sides i Brother Brandon, what do you mean by all of that? Give us all the rest of this in 10 to 15 minutes, and let's go home. Just as the Lord commits to Moses, in verse 21, there is a place by me, there's got to be some places that we commit to the Lord. I thought about, first of all, tonight, Brother Evan, there's a place of prayer and devotion that I must commit to the Lord. Do you realize my personal devotion life is a commitment? Commitment is something that you make yourself do. You say, well, man, that don't sound too good that I have to make myself read or make myself pray. But can I tell you, there's going to be some days you're going to have to make yourself pray. There are going to be some days you're going to have to make yourself read. You say, Brother Brandon, I wake up every morning, and some of you have a morning routine and a night routine, and I'm going to tell you, there's going to come times in our life that you're human and I'm human, and things are going to come up, and things are going to get big. You say, Brother Brandon, I don't have time to commit this to the Lord. And just as I preach to our teenagers at Winter Challenge, I don't care if it's 10 minutes or 5 minutes or if it's in a bathroom or if, it's, if you're listening to the Audible Bible going down the road or whatever you got to do, let me tell you, we can't miss a day communicating with our Savior because I promise you, life will not. Wait. Troubles will not wait. Temptation will not wait. We've got to commit to a daily prayer life and devotion. The same one that commits to me a secret place and a special place, he also requires me to commit to him for devotion. You realize our devotion and our prayer life, and you know this, it's it's where we communicate with God. The Bible says in Psalms 121, and I tagged it, you don't have to turn there, 121, in verse number 1, the Bible says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. We've quoted that verse to our pastor this week, and many of you shared that and text that and different things on social media and because that's a very popular verse when you're going through a time that you need God. I will lift up mine eyes unto the heels from whence cometh my help. But verse number two follows with this. My help cometh from the Lord, capital L, which made heavens and earth. So the Bible tells us that our help comes from the Lord. Therefore, if I'm going to get help, Brother Harold, I've got to communicate with the one that gives me the help. You say the other night, you say, Brother Brandon, we got a call about Miss Christie on Monday night. It's not just about Miss Christie. It could be about surgeries this week with Miss Or procedures this week, or even surgeries of last week, and someone says, Hey, would you pray for me? It's not that I'm just trying to fix their problem. They're asking me to go to somebody much higher than I am so that he can fix their problem. He's out there asking me, Brother Hoyt, to try to communicate. And what a blessing that is, but also a humbling thought. When's the last time someone's asked you to pray about something? You say, Brother Brandon, I haven't prayed in a year. I had not prayed in two years. I had not prayed in three years. And I don't even know that I can get a hold of heaven. I'm not doing that to bash you tonight. There has been times that I may not have been able to connect without cleaning out my life. But I must know I've got to have a daily commitment to my prayer and my reading, it's a communication. Very shortly, very, very rarely, I would say, and I don't know that it's ever been 24 hours total. It's been probably 12 hours, Miss Christie, that, that I, we've been upset at each other, Brother Jason. It's probably my fault. But eventually, if I don't communicate, it ain't going to work. I mean, even if it starts another argument, Say something. I mean, just, just something to, to get the ball rolling. Cause, man, it's, it, you, know, you walk by each other in the closet. Our closet's in the same room, and you're trying to get ready, and you walk by each other, and all you just bump shoulders. That's cold. And, and you say, man, I know she's mad at me. You go into a door, and, and I get on a malachi about slamming doors. Miss Chrissy doesn't slam doors that much, but sometimes she shuts them with force. There's a difference in slamming and shutting with force, but I know, I know by the, 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 the sound of the door what's going on behind that door. And whether I should open that door or not, or just leave it alone for a little bit. And same way with me. I mean, you should just go outside, do, do, just do something. I mean, get a lawn chair, sit in the front yard and watch cars go down the road. I don't know, but just get away from me. i got to tell you, communication is something that, that is needful. Communication is something that you've got to have. I, I, I help run a business, and it's, it, my, I get nervous, Brother Kevin, when my phone rings before 6 o'clock, because unless it's my dad, it's somebody calling him for work. So I, don't put my, I try to turn my phone off till 6.05, and then I say, listen, if you want to call me now. But, I mean, it's always something. And I understand people have problems, and I get that, and sometimes it's me. But you ever had somebody that just didn't show up for work? That's a blessing, ain't it, Brother Kevin? Just, there's no show, and they don't show up. And man, I mean, I'm thankful nobody does that at NASA or the Pentagon because that's kind of important. And The guy that's protecting our country just says, you know what? I'm just not calling in today. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, it could be whoever. I don't know, but communication is everything. And I say that in humor, but I say it sincerely to know if God's going to commit to me all the times he needs me and he's going to meet me in those places, I think I can commit to him some prayer and devotion time. I think I can do that. But Brandon, why is that? Because it keeps us communing. I'm thankful I have a friend. I believe the Isaacs used to say, I have a father that can. I remember that song very biblically. Can I tell you, there's a lot of things I can't do, but I have a father that I can talk to every day that is ready and willing and able to help me so I believe first of all we need to commit some places of prayer and devotion secondly I believe we ought to commit a place in church and he said Brother Brandon, brand we got a brand new church we'll claim a spot they're pretty comfortable I picked the other night I think Hoyt was here I said do you like your new spot do you like your new seats and I think he said yeah but I said I had not put a recliner lever in mine on the fourth for us, and he said, "Are you serious? I said, "Yeah, come here. I'll show you." I said, it ain't really there, but I'm just saying, uh, it, it's a spot, and I don't care where I sit. I can be sitting in the back watching kids, or I can be sitting up there beside my wife. This morning, I was up here because I texted the men, a lot of our men of our church. I said, "Man, our pastor's coming." This is what I said, and I didn't mean it ugly or anything. I said, "I don't care if he preaches out of a newspaper or an outdoor magazine. We're going to shout, we're going to say amen, and we're going to get behind him." Now he didn't preach out of a magazine this morning, but I'm just saying, I want to be right there. And I'm like I said, "What are we doing?" I said, "We're saying amen to whatever he says today." I mean, if He says something that's even wrong. Just say amen. We'll sort it out later. Just say amen and get behind him and let him know we appreciate him. And he did just fine this morning. But can I tell you, there's a a place in the church I need to commit to. Now, are things going to come up? Absolutely. Are things going to happen? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But I said before, I I told our kids this year at the Winter Challenge, I said, man, if you come to church and a visitor welcomes you, that's not good, Brother Petey. And they said, welcome to Faith Community Baptist. Like, occasionally, I pick this morning, as Petey come in, I said, welcome to Faith Community Baptist Church. We're glad to have you. But he comes here for the most part, most of the time. And I'm thankful for him and his family. But my purpose is this. Man, I need this place. I need this place. You say, well, "Brother Brother Brandon, no, this church needs me. This church needs me. And I understand the resources and things that's got to happen. If nobody came, this would be a building or a Salvation Army or something, a food pantry. And I get that. But I need this place much more than this place needs me. I need the, You said Brother Brandy right now, we need you here. We need Brother Evan here, our pastor here. We need, we need this place in a church and for God to meet us. I mean, when I say a church, I mean a body of people. We need each other more than we think. Events happened like the other night and Monday night, and I'll just be transparent with you and stick my foot in my mouth because it's okay. But man, I sent out an all call, and there's people that I hadn't seen in forever that came and prayed for our pastor here. Say, so, Brother Brandon, why does that matter? I'm thankful that they're here. Listen, I don't, listen, They ain't no access to grind with me or anybody else. But can I tell you, sometimes God will put us through an event just to bring a church family closer together. God will do things in our life that we don't like, and that we say, Brother Brandon, it's not fair, and that's right. But sometimes he'll remind you, I need this church. I need the people of this church. I need the families of this church. You're helping me raise my family. we're helping us. We're going to help raise River and Bellamy and, and all the ones coming through here. Uh, there's, there's things that, that, that happen, and we need each other. We need to commit to church. We need to commit to a place of prayer, we need to commit to a place of uh, uh, devotion, a place of church. Bible says, and I'm not going to turn to all these in Psalm 73, you know the verse, I preached one message out of Psalm 73, and I've never preached the text again. David's kind of whining and he's kind of saying, Lord, this is going on, this is going on. When he gets down to verse number 17 of the mic, he says something like this, until I went into the house of the Lord, then God showed me. Can I tell you, there's been some times that I've had some pretty rough weeks and that things been going on in my head and you get discouraged, you get different things in your mind, and I get that. When you walk in this place, there's something about a church and a church family that will help you until I go into the house of the Lord. Then I leave a little bit better. He said, well, Brandon, Monday's coming. That's the only problem about Friday. Everybody's like, Friday, Friday, Friday. I'm thinking, well, Friday's great, but Monday's like two or three days away. and We've got to do all this over again. So I'm a real doom and gloom on Friday. I'm thinking, man, Monday's coming. Don't get too excited. And, and uh, I know Miss Maddie's looking at me like she's depressed right now. But I'm saying, listen, Friday, Monday's not far after that. But can I tell you, they sometimes it's good just to come on a Sunday morning, bring your family, sit down in church a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, and not worry about anything except for getting some help. And God helping you. We need this place. We need to commit to the Lord in our place of prayer, devotion, and also our place in church. And I tell you, thirdly, and one of the most important ones, we need to commit to a place of self-encouragement. You realize Brother Brian's phone probably blew up this week. And, uh, and, and I know social media has and others' phones and my phone and, I, and, I, and, I, and all that's great. But there's some times to where nobody else can encourage you but the Lord. Bible says David said in 1 Samuel chapter number 30, David reached the place where David encouraged himself in the Lord. Can I tell you there's going to be some times that you're going to have to commit to God. God, I'm not just going to be happy if I can call 30 friends and and start to call them all. And there's other things that I missed a prayer request that I'll get. that just hit me just like that. We'll get at the end of service. Somebody remind me I missed one, but I know what it is right now. I may forget it in a minute, but I know what it is right now. But there's some time we just need to be able to encourage ourselves. Go in a closet and you say, Brother Brandon, my life's a mess and I'm discouraged or I'm defeated or I've been let down or I've been disappointed. And just go find the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, you promised me if I met you at a place that there'd be a place for me. Brother Brian mentioned this morning and I watched him go back and I can name some places he's talking about and I can name some places in this church in the past 10 years that I've been here to where God has sent some monumental moments in my life. Brother Matt, I remember the morning you were saved right here. I remember the morning, Brother Hoyt, you were saved right there where your cowboy hat is, and other times at camp and I go back and when I see Miss Casey or talk to Brother Cameron or I see Chase out in town or I see something, I can go back to times that God's done things. You know what that does? When I'm down and out and I'm discouraged, let me try to help you. If you don't get anything, let's get this. If you realize what our pastor said about going back 30 years and 15 years and 10 years and one year, by the time you get back up to present day, you'll feel a whole lot better about yourself knowing that God has been faithful in every area of our life. God has been faithful in every area of our life. There's got to be a place of self-encouragement. Brother Brandon, what does that mean? That means there's are some times that I don't have to call. And I know we're here for that. I don't have to call everybody and tell them my issues or what's going on in my life. I can just find a secret place that God has given me. Job didn't have to have an audience. His audience was a real blessing. He didn't have to have an audience. He went back to that pile of ashes. And he said, listen, and I know I'm paraphrasing. He told me, he said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How do you get to that place? You've got to have some self-encouragement in your life. Not, 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 not pridefulness, not boastfulness, not inflating of your own head, but just sometimes you can lock down with God and commit to that. God's going to commit to his part. We learned about Wednesday night. I've got to commit to my part tonight and promise God, God, if you're going to give me a place, there's some places I'm going to give you. I'm going to commit my prayer, my devotion. I'm going to commit to my church. I'm going to commit to a place of self-encouragement. Fourthly, it's got to be a clean place. You've got to commit to a clean place. Brother Brandon, what does that mean? That means in my life I've got to constantly have a broom, a spiritual broom in my life to clean some things out. You realize what happens, and I, I say this, and I know I've got one more and we're done. We're going to be out of here before 7 o'clock, and that's my goal. And uh, that's a goal, that we're going to be out of here in just a minute. But there's, there's been a, a passage, and I can't remember if it was Brother Fletcher, <laughs> Brother Kevin, or if it was Brother Hazlitt, but somebody Showed it shared a story about a preacher that had that had come off. He said, Well, Brandon, that's terrible. Can I tell you, preachers battle that too? And they had, they had he had basically quit the ministry and uh just just got out of it. I believe with all my heart, he's a game warden now, which I don't understand why on the world anybody won't be a game warden, but but I'm just saying that got, we got to have those too. But he just got discouraged in the ministry. I don't know what happened, but he just got out of it. And the Bible, it would have been years since he'd even been in church. And one night, his grandson was in a car accident and was pretty bad off, and his daughter called him, and she told her daddy, she said, I need you to beg God. He said, I got to the lobby of that, ho- that, that hospital, and he said, I hadn't prayed in three, maybe four years for God to do anything, and he said, I got to a place of realizing I couldn't even pray for my own grandson because my prayer life was nowhere near where it needed to be. You well, know, I got the phone call Monday night, and I'm not going to preach this to a dead horse, but I, I, I don't ever want to be a place where I got a call from a preacher or a call from somebody, and I tell them I'm going to pray for them, but in my heart I know I got way too much in my life to get a hold of God, man. If somebody calls me, I want to know, PD. I want you to know, I may not be perfect, but when I hit my knees, that I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray through. When I prayed right there the other night, it's not about a spot or who was here or who couldn't come. That doesn't matter. You're praying at home, and I thank you for that. But I don't ever want too much stuff in my life where I can't get through to God. I've got to commit to cleaning my place. But Brandon, sometimes that hurts. Sometimes I'm moving things that are heavy. Bible talks about that could, God couldn't bless. We, we learned on Wednesday night a few weeks ago about those chariots of iron that were in the valley. They couldn't have victory because of the things that were heavy, things that they, they, they didn't get rid of, things that past sin and, and disobedience had not removed from their life. I'm going to tell you, I don't want any chariots of iron in my life. I don't want anything that come to it and it's a hindrance or a stumbling block. I want to be clean. Do I mess up every day? Did I mess up today? Did I mess up yesterday? Absolutely. So when I come and pray, Before I come into a service, God, please clean my heart that I can be effective, that I can help somebody. We've got to commit to a clean place somewhere for him to work. If it's not clean, he can't work. Verse 21, I'm closing with this. Verse 21 said, and the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me. He promises a place to Moses, but just as Moses made a commitment to him, we've got to commit a place of prayer, devotion, a place in the church, a place of encouragement, a clean place. And lastly, a place of service. Brother Brandon, what is my job at Faith Community Baptist Church? Miss Savannah's coming. Great illustration. She's coming to her spot right now at Faith Community Baptist Church. I tell you, there's sometimes my spot is not being an assistant or a youth pastor or something else. My spot is some Sundays, other than teaching Sunday school, I don't have anything else to do except for being encouragement and smile when somebody comes to that door and sit right there and get fed. I don't have any other duties that day. And that's okay. That, that's okay. He said, Brother Brandon, has this been taken care of? Well, if it ain't, we'll take care of it. But there's some times where everything's caught up, and they say, Brother Brandon, what is my place at Faith Community Baptist Church? It's just to be a servant. It's just to be, have, have a servant heart. Brother Brandon, what does that mean? That means putting out choir books. That means if you see somebody doing something, just do it. He said, Brother Brandon, that don't, that don't sound real good to me. Can I tell you, if God's going to commit to, to meet me in the darkest places of my life, I can commit, as Miss Savannah begins to play, I can commit to him. God, it don't matter whether I'm on the stage or whether I'm under under a, a toilet seat, or Brother James, whether I'm cleaning up vomit, or whether I'm mopping, or whether I'm peeling stickers off, or whether I'm tidying up when I'm fixing something that's broke. God, if you'll commit to me to meet me in my dark places like he has, I'll commit to you that whenever you need me, I'll be ready. Whenever you need me, I'll be ready. I think about, and I love athletes and love college sports regardless, but man, a whole season, a backup quarterback could be sitting there on the sideline with nothing, Brother Jason, nothing to do. But in a split second, in a split second, one play, one whistle, one collision, and now he is the man. Or it could be a lady playing a sport or whatever it may be. But all of a sudden, they went from zero to hero, and now the whole season. I could tell you championships after championships. Not long ago with Alabama and other places where somebody came in, and they took over, and they were a leader. And sometimes God has us, and there may be 200 here on a Sunday morning, They may be 50 here tonight. There may be 40 here on Wednesday night. There may be 50 down there. But God's just got to sit in idle in a place, on a pew. But when he needs us, man, I want to be ready. When's the next person going to walk by you coming down the aisle and nobody else is praying with them, but you've got your Bible and you follow them? You realize that more people can lead people to the Lord than just our pastor. There's been time, Brother Josh, that I've been caught by surprise by this young man right here that Sunday morning. And man. When I need, when somebody needed me, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be trained. I want to be, I want to be ready. Brother Brandon, how's that going to happen? It isn't going to happen unless I commit to some places in my life. I could preach all night, Brother Randy, on what God's done for me, but I want to make sure, even though it'll never measure up, that I'm committing to him to places every day in my life, saying, Lord, thank you, and I'll be in my place because you're in your place. God told Moses, hey, come up here, there's a place by me, I thank God for the places that God's given me in my life. Now, you pray for me, and I'm going to pray for you. We're going to pray for Brother Evan. Wednesday nights, he's in his place. We'll be in our place. You'll be in your place. But when God needs us, we're going to be a church in 2024 that's longing for more because we are committing to some places for God in our life. We're standing every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, we thank you tonight, God, for our pastor. God, I thank you, God, for him being in his place tonight with his wife and his family God, thank you, God, for him being in his place this morning. God, I know this message is preaching tonight. Maybe this is just a Sunday morning message, God, to those that are not. But I know I went Sunday night crowd. I know our church, God, most churches have 10% of people that do everything. Well, our church is an exception to that. God, we've got a lot of people that do a lot of things. God, some in positions, some that will never be mentioned, some that that are here, some that are not. But regardless of the fact, God, I pray as a church tonight, God, that we look back and, God, we're so thankful. God, we can leave on a high knowing, God, man, when I need you, you're going to be in that place. God, you promised me a special place, a secure place, a a permanent place god you've done all that you're gonna say that you would do you've done it God, but I pray that in my heart I would commit tonight to some places for you. God, I pray I commit in my devotion life, my prayer life. God, even when it's hard, God, when it's unpopular, when it's not there, I pray, God, you commit in my heart, God, to commit to you, God, that I'll be faithful in my prayers. I'll be faithful in my devotions. Lord, I pray for my place at church. God, I may not be able to be here every service, God, but I want to be regular. God, I want to be in my place, God, not only where I can help my pastor by him seeing me. God, to help our church family by being present. God, filling the gaps where they need to be filled, God, but I want you to know that you mean enough to me, that you've committed your life to me, you gave your life for me. God, I can commit my place in church with my family to you. God, help me commit a clean place. God, help me to commit a, commit a, commit a place, God, that is ready and willing and able for you to use a vessel that is usable. God, I pray, God, you'd help me to commit all these places, God, to you in my heart. God, I want you to be there, a servant's place. God, a place of service. God, a towel holder. God, whatever it is, a cupbearer, God a window washer, God, whatever it is, whatever my pastor needs, whatever this church needs, that us as a church member would commit, saying, God, I may not be on my, I may I may not be playing right now. God, but at any moment, you could need me. At any moment, somebody's going to be on the altar. And God, I could be the one, God, to help them and pray for them. I pray, God, you'd help us to be ready. Help us to commit to you. And thank you so much for committing to us. These are praying. Miss Savannah's playing. She can sing if she wants to or continue to play, whatever she feels like. These are praying. I ask you tonight. I'm not condemning you. I'm not preaching down to you. I'm asking you to pray for this preacher, that I'll continue to commit to some places for the Lord as he's committed to me.
2: Hi.
0: Hello friends, this is Brian Pondexter, the pastor of Faith Community Baptist Church located at 2216 Hennings Road in East Bend, North Carolina. We're so grateful to have you listening to our CD ministry that's been provided as an outreach of our church. It's our desire and focus of Faith Community Baptist Church to preach and teach the whole counsel of God to a lost and dying world, to equip the saints of God for service and to encourage the elderly and shut-ins who cannot attend services due to physical ailments. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday school for all ages, and our Sunday school hour is followed by our worship service at 11 a.m. with old-fashioned singing and preaching from the Word of God. We meet back every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our worship service, and every second Sunday night of each month, we have what's called an eat and meet service. After our 6 p.m. service, we gather in the Fellowship Hall for food and fellowship. On Wednesdays, we meet back at the church for our midweek worship service with choir singing and preaching again from God's Holy Word. Our ladies prepare a meal each Wednesday prior to our service from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. I give you and your family a cordial invitation to be with us at any or all of our service times. Above all, you may be listening today, and maybe you've never made a personal commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, that's the greatest decision anyone can ever make in this life. Too many folks prepare for vacation, they prepare for retirement, they seem to prepare for everything, but sad to say, many make no preparations for eternity. The reality is very clear. We all will leave this world someday. For The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You must understand that you are guilty before a holy God. Romans three twenty three said, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." The prophet Isaiah said in chapter fifty three and verse six, "All we like sheep have gone astray; we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all." You must understand that your good words, and good works, and good deeds will not get you to heaven. Isaiah sixty four and verse six says, "But we are all as an unclean thing." All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible said, Therefore by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. You must understand that you are loved. I'm thankful that in John 3 and verse 16, it said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and verse 8 declares, But God commendeth His love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You must understand and realize there's only one way to stand right before God. There's not many ways, there's only one. Jesus said in John 14 and verse number 6, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, the apostle's message was very simple. There in Acts chapter 4, In verse number 12, they said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You might ask the question, Preacher, how can I be saved? That's what the Philippian jailer asked in Acts chapter 16, verse 30 and 31. He asked Paul and Silas, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house.